Episode 51, we're back to the – I was calling the other boys last week the OGs, but uh, you're starting to slide in there again, Hicksy. How you been, mate? Yeah, good, mate. I'm glad to be back. The week off last week was nice. I was just telling you that it's good when someone else jumps on here so I can listen to the podcast for the first time. And um, it was actually really good last year, uh, last week, listening to Thorny. And he's uh, got a very educated view on a few things. And then you've got Corey, who's – not so educated, but no, nah, he gives these two bobs and um, no, nah, it was good. It was a good episode last week, the big 50. Um, what's the news with you? Don't worry about it, mate. You've had a, you've had a big weekend. Very big, actually, yeah. Grand final. Um, don't know how it wasn't uh, televised or live streamed like the uh, Corey's grand final was, but I reckon he's still pissed because he, ro- he hasn't rocked up this week. But obviously, Corey got the chocolates in the A-grade grand final and you put on a mammoth effort, as uh, as was seen in the group. Run us, run us through your cricket grand final. Uh, yeah, ours wasn't televised because I'm four grades below Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we played on Saturday. Uh, won the toss, batted first. Uh, didn't get enough runs on the board. Only made 91. How many did you put up? Uh, 15. Solid. Yeah, just at the end, uh, tail wagged a bit. And then, yeah, they got us four wickets down, so... Do you, yeah. have, do you have a bowl? Yeah, I had a, I had a bowl, mate. I bowl me offies and I got two for actually. Gee whiz. Two off my worst balls, both full tosses. Yeah, right. So shit gets wickets and then that is true. Um, but, yeah, we didn't get the chockies, but our B grade one. Um, and then, yeah, D and E lost for us. But, yeah, Corey, I watched the end of their game actually and they did well to win. Um, they only made 130 or something, was it? Yeah, 137 yeah. maybe. Or 132, and then, sorry. And then got them all out. So, yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah, I think he's still partying actually, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he had, we had to cancel uh, basketball on Monday night because a few of the boys are, had a bit of sore head. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I followed suit as well because I went down to the G on Sunday and watched the watched the Dons halfway through the second quarter. I think um, CJ from Hawthorne kicked the goal to put him up by three points. Mm-hmm. And he did the old uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson where he's popped up from the ground after kicking the goal. Oh, no. And uh, I was trying to find the closest exit, but <laughs> my partner Renee goes, no, we'll stay around. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a pessimist of a Don supporter, but obviously and got, kicked the next nine goals, I think, and did it pretty easily. But Hawthorne, a pretty bloody average, I think. Yeah, you made them look pretty shit. But um, flag favourites now, you said before, Essendon. Well, you can only go off the ladder, can't you? That's true. Um, you'd, you'd be hoping COVID rips through Australia at the moment and stops the league. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Uh, reward it to whoever's on top. But I was, we were just saying off air before we started, great round of footy, bookended by two pretty ordinary games, I reckon. Carlton yep. Richmond obviously ending in the draw, like a little bit of theatre around it. Um, and St Kilda Frio, which St Kilda had half their bloody squad out at Moravan. Gone and they beat Freo, who looked pretty, pretty yeah, looked pretty average. Yeah, very much so. So, but we'll touch on that a bit later. Um, what do you want to get into it? Because we're flying through the footy already, but um, got to yeah, stretch just, out the podcast a bit longer. Yeah, exactly. Good call. Um, we'll go to the around the worlds, and usually I like to write me notes beforehand. You know, act like I know what I'm talking about. But B Hicks has stood up today, and he's got a little bit of a around the world update for everyone. So delve into it, mate, and I'll try and. I'll try and be like the little guest where I'll throw in me two bobs like Corey does every week. Thanks, mate. I'll give it a go. I don't know if I'll be as good as you, but obviously very busy at work today, but managed to sneak uh, sneak in a bit of research. On um, lunch break, of course. On lunch break, of course, yes. Um, just, yeah, a few things that are happening around the world. Um, we had the cricket um, over in India, the second ODI. Um, Australia won that pretty comfortably, uh, won by 10 wickets actually. They smoked them. Uh, Marsh and Head both made 50s. 
And I think India only made 120, so that's all they needed. And the third one's on tonight, actually. So it's one all in the ODIs there. Um, we Horse racing was big over the weekend as well. Um, obviously, yeah, well, you were telling about your bank account before. It's not looking too good. Lucky you loaded up on Essendon, though. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, yeah, obviously I had the All-Star Mile um, at Mooney Valley there, which was run by Mr. Brightside, um, trained by Ben and JD Hayes, which is around here, Yaroa. So they had a nice uh, payday as well as a punter. Um, not sure if you or some of the listeners might not know, but everyone who votes for the All-Star Mile, they go in the draw to be drawn out to have one of the horses in the race, and they get invited to the race course and stuff, and the winner gets $250,000. So whoever, I'm not sure of his name, had Mr. Brightside as his horse, walked away with, yeah, 250K. Gee whiz. Yeah. So I think however many runners there were, they all get, I think it's a share of $50,000. So I think a second place got 70000 or something. So, yeah, just for voting. It's giving me a bright idea. If anyone's got uh, any of those tickets or something available for us to attend to, <laughs> I'm sure we can do a live podcast there, like we said, for the 100th episode. Something yeah. special. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, over in Rose Hill, they had uh, George Ryder stakes. And um, oh, weeks and weeks ago, I was talking about this horse, Animo. Yeah, I've um, heard of it. Huge. Best horse in the country, uh, that one. Um, and then they had the Golden Slipper, which Shinzo won that. And I'm just looking down at the trainers for that. Animo is a Jam- um, James Cummings. And the second was Fangirl in the George Ryder, which is Chris Waller. And then in the Golden Slipper, Chris Waller got the win over James Cummings in that. So those two trainers are in red hot form. And if you want to make some money this weekend, um, I don't have many tips, but I've just got the uh, Australian Cup at Flemington. Oh, yeah. So you doing anything this weekend? You might have to sneak down. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm supposed to be on call, but and that, um, if um, anyone from work's listening, can you take over? Because Australian <laughs> Cup would be all right. Cascadians are favouring that. And um, – it came second in the All-Star Mile, so that's in some red-hot form. And it's another James Cummings horse. I think there's a bit of theme coming along here. Um, and that's the only horse that's under $7, so there's a bit of value in that. In that. Pixie's horses, I like this. I'm this getting, be... I might give some tips out a bit later, but we'll, uh, yeah. No, I like it. Did, um, I'm not sure what track it was at. I uh, might have had a few stubbies at this stage, but may have been Mooney Valley on the weekend, that big crash that came around the corner. Did you say that? Yeah, I did say. I can't remember um, who it you're, was. You're who probably was the jockey making a knockout in the yeah, middle? But I think I'll, I'll it was brutal. I can't remember the jockey's name. It was it was quite a um, long name, but yeah, it wasn't a good crash at all. The races got delayed by about forty five minutes, I think it was. Mm. And then in the next race at Rose Hill, the same thing happened. That uh, can't remember who it was. Might have been Chad Schofield fell off. And he got up from it, though, and it's crazy to think that they're going at like 60 k's an hour. And they're humming, yeah. Um, but the bloke, who it was, the names escaped me, and they were coming around that sharp turn at the valley at the end, and he got trampled on by about three horses. Jeez, and, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's happened five out of the last six weeks at um, yeah. at the Saturday meets. So. Well, Jamie Carr was in hospital for a while, and Craig Williams as well. He, um, I think he dislocated his shoulder or broke his shoulder or something a couple of weeks back, and, yeah, it's happening a lot. Yeah, a bit of danger money. They, I, I know like we've had Jenko on before. He's talked about it, that they get paid well, but they put their bodies through a fair bit. Oh, they do for sure. And, yeah, all those horses, like however much they weigh, if you go under and they fall on top of you or, yeah, get trampled on, it's obviously going to hurt. Um, but the best horse that has run in the last week was today, actually. Today? Yes, today. Is it your horse? It is my horse. It's, um, I've got a few mates who are in this horse. It's uh, Epaulette. Red Truth Philly hasn't been named yet, um, but yeah, had its first jump out today. Uh, first trial, sorry, 
And um, yeah, it looked it looked the goods at the start. Um, tattled off to the end there, but um, trained by Jenko actually. So he gave us a bit of an update today, and um, yeah, I might have to let the listeners know when that's running. Um, but yeah, hopefully next spell has it has a spell now, and then yeah, next time we'll be up and about, and hopefully yeah, get the chockies. Just with those trials, do you get sent? This is just from a novice. Do you get sent those videos of the trial, or just like an update of how it went? Yeah, so we get both. So um, today we got uh, just a oh one of our mates sent it through off um, YouTube, just of the trial. Then Jenko sent it through to us and also he sent a voice message and also a video of the jockey explaining how the horse went. So, and we Same get, round. yeah, we get an update nearly every week. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool because I've never had shares in a horse or anything. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I have to get an SC horse up and about. Might have to. And then if you win, you get your framed photo of your horse in first. So, the SC room here might be filled with it, hopefully. Well, I might actually pop the question in the lock group to say who wants <laughs> to chip in and get a percent here and there. Yeah. Um, so if, if all the boys could just send me about two grand and I'll sort it out, <laughs> uh, I'll be good for it. But no, I, I like it. It's a really good update. We haven't talked about the horsies for a while. Yeah, it has been a while. It's um, a bit hard because we, we do the um, pod on Mondays sometimes and obviously the the uh, field and all that's not out until Wednesdays. But, yeah, I've got a little bit of a, a field now. and um, stick, stick around for the end. We'll, um, we'll have some tips. I yeah, we'll give some horsey it. tips, I reckon, because um, two group ones at Rose Hill this weekend too, um, Stakes Day. So um, it might be some yeah, in the, might be some uh, value there, I reckon. Yeah, or we might leave it for the lock group. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, what else you got for me, mate? I know you've got half a screen there. Um, oh, just a few things that are coming up that I'm excited for. Um, speaking of cricket before, um, they've got the IPL starts in nine days, I think, on the 31st of March, um, which would be exciting. Um, I'm not sure what the time difference is here, but I think it'd probably be late night. I'd reckon if the, if the test started at 2 here, 2 p.m., and then they play IPL at night, you'd think, yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be 10 o'clock at night sort yeah, of. Yeah, so, you know. I'd say. Um, do you have a team? Do you follow the IPL or have a team or anything? No. no. I remember Thorny gave a really good insight into – the market and how the teams get uh, the players get auctioned out last year. Um, was it the Calcutta Knight Riders? Are they, is that a team? I think that's a team. Yeah. Well, it is now. So <laughs> um, they're my they're my boys. I've got absolutely no idea who's going to be playing for them, mm-hmm. but I just like how it slips off the tongue. Calcutta Knight Riders. Yeah, nice. I think probably there's should, a. Um, probably should check that while you're talking. What about yourself? I think there's an American league that just started up, and there's a few Australian players who got picked up. I think Finchy um, and a few others. Yeah, went across that. So there's leagues popping up everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, following correct. on from correct, was correct team and the hot favourites as well. Yeah, well, they are now. <laughs> and then after, yeah, the IPL World Test Championship um, between Australia and India, which I think Shed might be going to. Well, he's over there, so we'll have to foreign co- correspondent. And then the Ashes after that. So cricket is heating up at the moment. Um, and also the golf, the Masters are coming up in April. So there's a few things on the horizon that we'll uh, touch on as we do. Um Scotty Scheffler is in red hot form, speaking of red hot. I reckon we've said red hot about 900 yep. times. But he, yeah, like I said on the last episode, he, he's won, I think he's won five or six tournaments in the last year, which is unbelievable going. But who's your favourite going into it? Um, oh, I want to say an Australian, but is um, Cam Smith playing in the Masters? Yeah, he should be. Yeah, he it's should a big be. four event. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so hopefully, yeah. Follow Cam Smith, the Australian. Got to back the Australians. Um, but did you see what Scotty Sheffield put on the invite? 
at the bottom. No leave or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was about the live players. He's um did the old Happy Gilmore live players meet on the ninth green at nine. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Just a little clip. I did. I like it. Uh, what else? Have you got anything around the world that you want to touch on? Well, yeah, touch on. Um, <laughs> I like uh, Colin Morikawa for those that do want to have a dabble at that. I'm not sure when – when did you say the event was? Masters, uh, April 6th. April 6th. So Colin Morikawa, for those that don't know him, he's, a, he's come up through the college ranks there in America. He's won a few big events. I think he's won the PGA Championship. Um, I reckon he's going to come into red hot form. He'll be playing in the teens to win it. So that's one to watch there. Uh, we've had the NRL – in their third week with the Nomad Dolphins still undefeated. It's actually um, their longest winning streak as well, the Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> it's the longest winning streak ever in the history of uh, the NRL. But uh, there, there's been some up and down for My Cowboys have absolutely stunk up the joint. Mm. Haven't won a game yet. Jeez. Um, and got flogged by the Warriors 26-12 to 12 on the weekend. Broncos are finding some form smacking the Dragons. Uh, what else have we got that will be interesting Melbourne Storm, I know we have a lot of Victorian uh, people on here. They're really struggling this year. They've, they, had, they've yeah. had a lot out, but um, they all, they got done on the weekend by the Titans. That was a high-scoring game. Yeah, saw that one. Um, and like other teams that are struggling, it's like if we have a look at the ladder, you got – give me a second. There's two teams that still haven't won a game. The Parramatta Eels of all teams who went well last year. Jeez. And the Sydney West Tigers who are also under who also haven't won a game. Then we look back up the top of the ladder, three teams are still undefeated. You've got the Broncos, the Manly Sea Eagles, and the Nomad Dolphins. So, And they're top of the table clash this week, I'm pretty sure. Broncos, Dolphins. Broncos, Dolphins. If yeah. they win that, lid is off. Bloody hell. Lid is off. That is going to be on Friday night at 8 p.m. So, Ooh, tune in. Tune in for that game, um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll give a bit more of an update on it next week. If um if anyone out there again is an NRL fan, let us know who's been dominating at the moment. I haven't got to watch too much of it because the AFL started last week. I was pretty heavily invested mm-hmm. in that, but um obviously the boys over yeah the Dolphins are going pretty well. Yeah, Wayne Bennett's got him. Uh, or yeah. Wayne Reynolds as, Wayne Reynolds. as we called him. <laughs> or Dawn Fraser. Dawn Fraser. <laughs> yeah, so he's the floating around. Um, the the NBA it's they're just waiting out for the uh, playoffs to come in, into fruition. Just only a couple of weeks away, and just before we uh, got on Mike, Paul George looks like he's mm. done a nasty knee injury. It did not look good. Um, he broke his leg a few years ago, and that was gruesome. People said he wouldn't come back. So obviously you don't, we don't know the reports yet. We're not Dr. Peter Larkins, but um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. Um, and probably in the last week, just a bit of a wrap-up from there, the Lakers have dropped out of the plains. They were looking really good there for a bit. Um, they've had a win today, but, yeah, they've, they've struggled a little bit. Um, and the favourites, you, you would you'd say the favourites would still have to be the Milwaukee Bucks would be my number one power-ranked mm-hmm. team. Um, I'd have the Celtics in at number two. And in the uh, western side of the conference, I'd have Denver as my third power ranking. There so, you go. A little bit of an update there on the NBA. but What um, about your NBA fantasy team? You've come into a bit of form too late in the season. Yeah, it's the the boy who cried wolf, I think. Um, <laughs> I told everyone how good it was going to be. I'd start up a fantasy league and um, the league I was in last year, I'm top of the ladder, but that means nothing when you've literally built your own league. <laughs> and I was sitting uh, stone cold last with about two rounds to go. But um, as you know, the bracket gets split up into two halves and I'm still into it now, but 
the reason I probably brought up Paul George was because uh, uh, he's in my fantasy side. Oh. But versing Baden at the moment, he wouldn't mind the shout out that I reckon I've got the chockies over him, and I could be versing you next week. Huge! Uh, I've I've slumped off. Um, after, no, I might not be. Bronson's got you covered here. Does he? Oh, I knew that because when I started talking shit about how good my team was going, I'm sitting fourth, going from fourth all the way back down. Um, yeah, I'm struggling at the moment. I would blame injuries, but then it's just poor drafting, isn't it? It's always poor drafting, mate. Especially me when I my top four picks all got injured halfway through the season. <laughs> but yeah, now that's heating up. We've also got footy tipping as well, um, which we put in the lock group and the super coach team. Are you in the super coach? Yes, yeah, so I'm in the super coach. Yeah, I. No, we didn't. We didn't play anyone first rounds. I had a cracking know. first week. Did you? Jeez. Um. I, I don't know. I haven't played for a couple of years. I had over 2,000, so I'm presuming yeah, nice. that's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. Who was your captain? Jackson McRae, and he did nothing. Oh, and I had, and I And I didn't – I had a did not play. I had George Wardlaw play on my side. Oh. I didn't, so that cost me. So it would have been huge. Back into the super coach. Uh, like, I don't mind having that little 10-minute look at it and you know, swap the yeah, players around. Good. It is good. And you get more interested in the game. Same with the NBA fantasy. You watch a lot more highlights or games and check stats and all that stuff, so – Really good. My draft team, I had a win. Um, my first win against, uh, what is it, Dill Mutton's team. Um, who is this AFL fantasy? Yeah, AFL draft. Um, where are we? Here we are. Run, run us through who your first pick was. I'm interested. Uh, you're number five. I was number five, yes. Um, I got Sam Doherty as one of my defenders with my first pick, and he got 108 on the weekend. So um, I think I can't remember who went number one now. Oh, Clayton. Clayton Oliver went number one. Rory led two. And then I think Josh Dunkley, three. So I wanted Josh Dunkley because he's a forward. But, yeah, you can't get everyone you wanted. Um, I got Jordan to go, so I'm yeah, probably going to win. Beautiful. That's enough about the fantasy. If you want any more of that, get on the hub. All right. Time for a bit of Premier League now. Uh, Arsenal sits atop of the ladder. They're a game in front of Man City, but they're up by eight points. So 10 games to go. They're looking pretty Mickey Mouse up there. Manchester United in third, Tottenham in fourth, Newcastle fifth. I'll add Liverpool into sixth because I know a few people go for them, but why are we even bringing sixth up? Chelsea in tenth, which is hilarious. Uh, Cody's gone very quiet on that front. And your boys, West Ham. Scrolling, in, scrolling. In no Rele- man's land there. Relegation. It's a, it's a good little bar- battle there, though. You've got West Ham, Leicester City, Nottingham Forest, Everton and Leeds are probably the teams battling it out to stay above. Uh, to stay afloat, I should say, as well. Um, have you watched any games this year at all, just curiously? No, nah, I haven't watched the whole game. No. Nah. Um, I have to do it. Because, yeah, you just search on Google and it comes up with those little highlights. Um, you don't follow the boys them. on the socials? I do, actually, yeah. They pop up all the time. Um, old Declan Rice, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to go to a break now because we're absolutely dribbling it and we're going to get into last week's game in the AFL and then look ahead to round two for the Dons. Packed house on a Thursday night. Nearly 90,000 people and it ends in a draw. A bit, bit theatre, actually. Uh, Typical Richmond and Carlton, both uh, equal ninth after round one, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, how did you say it? Um, I missed the first half because I was footy training, but um, I think at half time it was like what twenty eight to thirty or something shit like that. Um, so a bit of bit of a fizzer, and then yeah, to end in a draw for the first game, um, 
all the hype bringing up to it. Yeah, like I said, it's a bit of a fizzer. Um, I think Richmond were probably lucky to get a draw. Really? Yeah, I think Carlton probably they should have won. I think um, was it Blake Acres or something turned it over with a minute to go or something, and yeah, could have iced the game. But um, good to have footy back. Obviously, um, I chose Lynch to win the Coleman, and after the first game, he was in front. Good start, leading goal kicker. So um, yeah, it was just a bit of a fizzer to be honest. The first game, um, I do I do like Thursday night games as well. Just to put that in there, um, breaks up the week and stuff. What, and what are your thoughts on the draw? A lot of people have their opinion, have had their opinions on it this week. Are you happy with the draw? Five minutes each end and get try and get a result. What, what do you? Think um, penalty shootout, I reckon. Forty meters out, directly in front. Five of your best kickers. Really? Yeah, I'd go with that. I've never heard that yeah. before, and I like it. Yeah, just to change it up. Um, I reckon. It, yeah, puts a lot more pressure on the players. That's awesome. I don't yeah, mind that. That'd be good. And you could have like a permanent spot on the ground that's like marked there for when yeah. the occasion happens. Like on the soccer when the um, ref just pulls out the spray paint and puts it on the ground, yeah. just run over and shh, I don't that's where you got to kick it from. Yeah, even if you do, I don't know, five each end or, yeah. Jeez, I don't mind that. That's a, just a curveball. a curveball in yeah. there, right? No, that's good. I don't mind it. I also think there is value to the draw as well, though. Like at the end of the day, if you're good enough, you would have got the full points. Yeah. And then when it comes towards the end of the season, you might sit there and go, "Shit, if we had not drew that game, we would have been all right." Mm. But and it's a bit interesting because I was listening to a podcast, other podcasts, I won't name drop, but um, during the week, and they actually train for like situations like that. Like you have got a minute left, you're down by five points. You got to like at training, they train like that. So, um. Yeah, to get a draw, I think it's going to be yeah, a bit harder. You don't see that many in a year. But if you're training and, like, you're down by five points, you're just going to absolutely go clackers, get it down the other end while the other team will, yeah, try and slow it down and absorb as much pressure as you can. Might have players uh, taking some more set shots right out in front at training to get used to yeah. it. Yeah. could help scoring. <laughs> that could be. All right. You might be the new Gil McLaughlin, mate. I like <laughs> it. Uh, Friday night. We can move on from that one, like you said. Yeah, one word, trash. Perfect fizzer. That was the right word. Yeah, Friday night, um, probably the game that should have opened the first round, looking back. But, yeah, I went down to it, um, bumper crowd again, 86,500, two um, big teams, um, big fan bases. Geelong coming off a grand final last year, I was a bit nervous um, going into it. And when they got up by four goals, 20 points, I was very um, nervous. I thought they were just going to kick away. It was um, – Felt like the night Jeremy Cameron was just going to, you know, kick his five or six and then you have Tom Hawkins kick his three and then Stengel, well, he kicked three or something and I just thought it was going to get away. And um, when the crowd was booing Ollie Henry as well, I thought that was just going to rev him up a bit. But it went the other way and Collingwood kicked eight goals in a row, I think. And yep. we're up, yeah, um, for the rest of the second half and Geelong looked a bit flat. And Tom Hawkins actually, I don't reckon he should have played. He looked um Really, really flat. There was a few times the ball bounced at his toes and couldn't even bend over and pick it up. So I think he was a bit underdone. I get, I get the feeling that Geelong in general are a bit underdone. Like the way Chris Scott was speaking, that he goes, you know, we're a bit flat at this stage. Mm. Just, just some of the wording that he had. But yeah. like round one, they can probably cop it and get away with it, considering they won the grand final. Yeah, but they, yeah, they did look game. a bit flat the second half, and Collingwood just, um, yeah, were a bit more energetic and. Um, Mind yeah, you, ran over mind the top you they still did kick a hundred points, so they they went oh. they went horrible by. Oh any yeah, stretch. and that's the game you want to want to go to. You want to see two teams kick over a hundred and be within that four goals margin. 
Um, and a few injuries come out of that. Obviously, Tom Stewart went down pretty early. They said he can only miss a couple of weeks or, or a month, so I don't know how serious that one is. Second second grade MCL tear, Dr. Peter Larkins over here. There you go. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Jeremy Howe as well. Yeah, that was sickening. Did you, um, could you say anything from where you were sitting on that? So we saw obviously the collision and then um, normally he does it and he just bounces back up or he's not on the ground, a bit winded. But he was like, his legs were going everywhere. He was, yeah, in a lot of pain. And then obviously the play kept going. And when they stopped, there was no replays or anything. You're probably still in the line uh, getting a pile of how bad the. Don't tell me size. about it. Shocking. Save that for the votes. Oh, yep. Fraud votes coming up. Pla- who, who was your standout player to watch for either side that you, when you were there? Um, early on, um, the Stengel was good forward. Um, when he kicked one from, I think it was like 40 right in front. Um, that lit up Geelong. They were off. Um, but there's a lot of goals out the back, actually, to the small forwards and stuff. I think that's the game plan now. Like you work so hard up one way, but if the, you get a turnover, then the, the other team works it as quick the other way you can get out the back. Um, but for Collingwood, um, Reef McInnes, actually, when he came on, he kicked two goals in with two kicks or something um, as a sub. So he yeah, gave us a bit of a spark, and then Nick Dacos was – doing what he did and so did his brother, Josh. Um, but Tom Atkins was probably the only one in the second half that Geelong looked like, at Geelong, that looked like doing anything. Um, and the rest, yeah, got a bit flat. Um, who did you think were standouts? Well, you've just named every player in the field. So <laughs> I'm going to go with – I like Isaac Quainer. I reckon he can oh, yeah. take the next step yep. this year and he obviously did that in round one and he looks like he could be the player. Mm. Moving on to the early marination station, if you had a big Friday night – North and West Coast. Um, everyone's talked about Harry Sheaves. I don't think we need to get into that as no. much. If you've watched enough AFL shows, he had a great game, great <laughs> debut. But um, a player that's been there for a while who who is now trying to take the next step is like Luke Davies Uniac, LDU. I thought he was enormous. And he could, he could have that breakout year where who knows, anything's possible. But full credit to North. I thought they played well. But West Coast looked flat. I think there was a stat that I seen. West Coast have won two of their last twenty-seven games. Wow! Yeah, it's worse than what you think. Jeez, when you put it like that. Yeah. So they obviously they only won two last year, admittedly with COVID. Um, they had a few players that couldn't come in, um, and yeah, they just look like all sorts. Spoke about last week how their age demographic. They got a lot of older players, and when you still got Hearn, McGovern, Kelly, Shuey. Um, Gaff, all these players, you, yep. I don't think you should be down so low. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I think they're in a bit of strife, West Coast. I know it's only round one, um, but they had a terrible year last year um, and they'll want to bounce back this week, which we'll get into that later. But, yeah, LDU for me was a play to watch who I really liked. Yeah, um, someone during the week said he was the best clearance player in the AFL, I think, or something along those lines. So he's, um, yeah, taking the next step in his game. A big Suvalaki kicking six. Yes. Six straight as well, mind you. But it could have been a different story because North were up by six goals in the third quarter and only snuck away with a five-point win. But I think it's really good for North to um, get a win early. That's what they need to do. They need to beat these sides that they should beat and then, yeah, pinch a couple during the year against teams and, yeah, that will be a success for them, I reckon. Seven wins for the year would be – Yeah, you'd think pretty, so. Seven, About seven yeah. would be a good high standard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, into the next game, Port and Brisbane. Wow, I did not expect that. I don't think many people did. It's funny how I don't want to go and sway, but everyone's just gone, oh, yeah, Port top four now. 
It's been one one round, for God's sakes. But we've been saying that they can be that top four side or they can be that bottom four side there. And when I said that, I just didn't know where they were going to finish. We still don't, to be be fair, but that new look midfield with Rosie, Butters, um, Horn Francis, Wines in there with no boke at the moment. They obviously looked really good. Been a lot of talk about that. But, yeah, my man Zach Butters, absolute star, mate. He's going to be an absolute star. I can see him get one of those... All Australian uh, Blazers this Ooh, year. Yeah. That's my big call. We did talk about LDU for North um, taking that next step, and that's what these kids are going to have to do because um, obviously Boken is getting a bit older and stuff. So if they take the next step and really take charge of that midfield this year, um, yeah, who knows? All Australians around the corner, top 10 brown those. Hugh McCluggage had a bit of a quiet game too. He only had the 13 touches. Thanks for that. I got him in draft. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll just say it's a – a blip of a performance for Brisbane. They, I think they had a flurry of goals kicked against them as well. So, how did um, Ashcroft go? I didn't. Yeah, he him. had. He didn't have too many touches as well. He was around the same. Uh, give me a second. I'll have a look. Could have repaired. He had thirteen touches as well. Oh yeah, so, kicked yeah. a goal, but nice. Um, yeah, it's round one. You expect them to bounce back in a massive game this week again, which we will get into. On to the next one: Melbourne versus the Bulldogs. I reckon the Bulldogs were real poor. Yep. Um, obviously, Melbourne had four players out, including Stephen May probably being the main one. Fritch is another. I think Salem was out. Could be wrong there. Yeah, but, Salem out. Um, Max Gorn is nearly the most influential player still, even with Brody Grundy there. They were awesome. I didn't get to watch a second of it. Watched a bit of the highlights, but, um, yeah, Melbourne's the team to beat, I reckon. Them and Collingwood at, at this stage after round one looking really Already, good. Already, yeah. And the top, what's that? Top 10 disposal getters on the ground, only two were Melbourne. So it is a spread out, even team. Um, they don't, obviously, they got Clayton who got 30 and Petrarca who got 30. But um, yeah, it's spread out after that with the other players. So yeah, it's kind of hard there midfield because you stop one, the other one pipes up. And you stop two, then someone else will pipe up. Like Trenton Rivers had 24 touches. Then you got obviously Brayshaw had 22. Cosy um, Pickett, 19 and four goals. Probably won't see him from a couple of weeks, actually, but they've just got an even spread of um, contributors. Um, and yeah, obviously, Gorn in the ruck, pretty unstoppable. I'm going to do a little segue here as you've brought that up because I put up questions on the SC Faithful, and all the questions were to AFL, to be honest. So right. we might as well get into them now and um, ask those questions while we, we're halfway through the games from last week, if you're happy with that. Very happy, mate. Far away. So, um, the reason that I bring that up is Harley has chimed in with thoughts on the bloke from Adelaide and Cozzy Pickett's shoulder charge. Should it be play on or is it not called for? Um, I don't think it's called for. I hate to say it because like the bump is a good part of AFL, but just not when you get someone high, obviously, because of all the head knocks now and um, obviously there's a, a class action against the AFL yep. about the head knocks, but... I think the McAdams got, was it three weeks? And Cozzy got two, but Cozzy's looked worse than um, McAdams. I think the guy who McAdams hit didn't come back on or went off or anything like that. But, yeah, you do got to protect the head nowadays because of all these, yeah, injuries and stuff. But I don't think the bump should be outlawed, but. The option uh, the option should be the ball's in dispute or the, op- or the opposition player has the ball, yeah. you should be tackling. Yes. I see. Yeah. The only reason it's time for a bump is if you're shepherding someone off the ball and you've got to obviously try and do it in the cleanest way possible. Yeah. 
That's the way I see it. Yeah. And it's a bit hard because when you're in the kicking motion as well, most of the time you're airborne or on one foot. So you clean someone up, yeah, it's not going to end well. Yeah, we haven't seen bumps like that for a while. So. No, not at all. Um, yeah. Just on that, um, do you think Scott Pendry brought it up during the week about Sinbin for the AFL? Say, Cozzy did that, Sinbin, 10 minutes, bang. Or it could be where you had the 40 metres to <laughs> kick the goal, ball goes straight there, have your shot from there like Free a penalty. Kick. Jeez, penalty. Um, well, look at this, uh, AFL, if you're listening, um, <laughs> if you've got two spare jobs available in your um, game development league, let us know. But, no, nah, to be honest, I don't know. We, we already changed the rules as much as it is. Um, yeah, it's probably up for smarter minds than me. What do you reckon? Well, I, I don't mind the same because if you knock someone out or if you injure them, they're off. So the other team's one person down. Not on the field because you can make subs and stuff, but I think, yeah, if you elect a bump and you rub someone out, then your team should be um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Temporary penalised. Yeah, penalised, that's the word. Um, penalised for, yeah, giving them one less player. Um, it was like – was it uh, – what's his name? Yates in 89? Yeah. his name? Yeah, he hit Dermot Brereton. Like, you're in a grand final. If you get rubbed out, it doesn't matter because it's the next season, but – you knock the best player out and then you're sin bin for 15 minutes and then they kick three goals and you're behind the, behind the ball. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't think you can change the rules after like one round though. But nah, nah. I think it's something that we could definitely look at. Um, SC on tour. Who's, uh, again, this is from a, a name with more numbers than letters. But SC on tour, I actually wouldn't mind that. We just spoke about it earlier. It would be good to actually go get some um, – like go to some different grounds, I reckon. Sort mm, of, yeah. Not necessarily a review, but give a bit of a look at. Wouldn't mind going to say Optus Stadium or something like that. Yeah, or even country country grounds. I love going to like when we play uh, away to teams. You're always looking up at the board and having a look. You know who the champions are, how many premierships they've won, and um, even race day. Like go out to some country race days and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I don't. Like, on like tour would be nice. Yeah, let us know where where you want us. Um, we'll travel anywhere. You pay. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, one in from Brandon Miller. How does it feel for Dons to be at the top of the ladder? I swear I didn't read that. That earlier. is Brandon Miller. I swear I didn't read that. Fill in. Jeez. Nah, I like it. Um, How did you actually feel after the game? Because you would have been through the roof, I reckon. We'll get to that game. Yeah. Right? All right. <laughs> right. Back into the games. Um, where are we up to? We are up to Gold Coast versus Sydney. Um, a little bit of a much as a muchness game again, like the Melbourne Bulldogs game, but Sydney did look really impressive, I think. Um, I don't know what the go is with the Suns. We've got them this week, Essendon, which um, we'll talk about later, but they need to start. If they're going to play the eight like you think that they will this year, they need to be a bit close in those games. Again, only round one, but they again, they're going to have to beat teams that are below them um, and then try and knock off a couple of teams above them or around them for the year to make the eight. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think they've still got that X factor. Who Who's their player that you look at and you go, he's he's a Petrarca, he's a Gorn? You've got, you got Tuke Miller. Yep. Who, who's, who's your next best player in the team? I think it has to be Ben King. Yeah, but he's coming off an oh, I agree. Which is harsh, yeah, because he's coming off an, an ACL. But uh, you look at his brother at St Kilda and he is their most important player or top three at least. If um yeah Ben King can do what his brother did kicks fifty goals sixty goals um but then they got to get it down to him so yeah. 
I think Jared Witts is probably up there. Um, Matt Real is not the player he used to be. He did get 28 touches, but, um, yeah, he's got to take that step to where he was when he first started. But, yeah, I don't know. Sydney just did what they had to do. But, yeah, like you said, if Gold Coast had to made that a bit closer, it would have been like, oh, you know, they did play Sydney. But now it's like everyone's thinking about Gold Coast. Where are they at? Chad Warner, um, after an impressive back half of the year last year, had 30 kicks, three behinds actually. Jeez. But uh, still laid eight tackles, which is bloody impressive. I thought he was really good. Um, and Dill Stevens, I might have been Thorny spoke about him last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, play to watch. Play to watch, and um, he had 27. So plenty to like from the Swans. They might um, take off that hoodoo of teams that have got spanked in a grand final, not going any good mm-hmm. the next year. So good start for them. Harley, you, I'm sure you're listening. You'll love to hear that, mate. And that be <laughs> the last compliment they get for the year. Um, Sunday, Marination Station time. Now, oh, this what a game. was a cracking it game. It was. Um, I only got to watch it till about half time as I was queuing up at the MCG <laughs> myself to get a drink. But um, – they looked dead. In the, they looked dead in the water. The Giants. They looked yep. gone. Um, obviously, we know it was a thirty-six or thirty-seven degree day, um, as Toby Green talked about. Um, my man or our man on the podcast, Rochelle, had a really good game. Um, Isaac Rankin kicking two five. Um, there's been talks about you know he needs to convert that. He's the highest paid player in the team. It's just like give him time. Again, one game, um, he'll convert those. Mm-hmm. But their forward line does look bloody dangerous. So. Um, I'm not writing off Adelaide yet, again, because it's round one, but um, GWS showed a bit of ticker, which is really good to see. Cornelio, who definitely is my man, <laughs> he was awesome. I've he been was. on him for years, that's yeah. true, and I love him. Um, obviously, he had a bit of a form slump over the last couple of years, but he's back playing in the positions that he should, and he's, he's he doesn't have that role where he's getting told to either tag blokes or do this. It's yep. just like, go and find your footy. Play footy, yeah. And he's kicking goals too. Um Back end of last season, he was kicking snags and got one on the weekend. And also Cal Ward, I think I thought he was 30 like eight years ago, but he yeah. just, like a fine one, he just keeps going. And then obviously you got Tom Green. Um, he's an absolute jet and he is a big boy. He is a big boy, he's isn't he? He's solid. So um, I got on him for Brown though, actually. After one round, you just. After one round, because yeah. Season's over. Season's over. And Lockie Ash, big shout out to him. He had 21 touches. Um, so he's an important part of their midfield now that obviously Taranto and Hopper have gone. I think if he can take that next step with Tom Green and uh, lead that team, they'll they'll be better um, this year. But Can um, they make the eight? No, I don't think they can. I think there's too many teams above them that will make the eight. Yeah, fair enough. But you'd hate to play them because they do have a star-studded lineup when they get it together. Absolutely. All right, into the most important game. Of the round, Hawthorne versus Essendon. Let you take it, mate. Um, like I said um, at the start of the podcast, you, you just don't know heading into the game. I said to the boys, if uh, if Hawthorne win this, I'm cancelling the pod. Like, and obviously, I was just saying that bit of a joke, but um, started well, kicked the first couple, and then Hawthorne they looked really good until um, halfway through the second quarter. But as we've spoken about, they've got no depth at all. Um, Essendon moved the ball really well. Um, not really too much to take out of it. We previously Essendon, I feel, would have won that by fifteen to twenty points, mm-hmm. and it would have been a little bit of a scrappy fight. And it's like, oh, he's got away with that. But obviously, put the foot on the throat, kick nine in a row. Archie Perkins was awesome to watch live. Um, playing a high half forward role isn't easy, as a lot of people would know that have played it before. But um, yeah, he had a great game. Mason Redmond 
Um, he was awesome. Yeah, he's he kicked yep. kick two massive bomb goals. But just watching him um, from where I was sitting in the members' side, level one, no brag. Um, <laughs> he was really, really good to watch, though. Like the way he sort of commanded the back line and sort of run and broke the lines, kicking the footy. Getting a bit technical here, but he generally looked good, like the way he sort of cut up the defence. Um, James Sisley was really good for yeah. Hawthorne. I think he had, I reckon he would have had 30 touches. As yeah, looking bang at on, 30. Um, and yeah, he was, he was super important, but um, it was good to see Tipper get out there and kick that goal. He's, he's not quite fit yet. Now, I just seen today that he's got a bit of a tight quad. So, <laughs> yeah, played 25 minutes and got a tight yeah. quad. Yeah, save him for finals, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, yeah, Essendon, at the end of the day, they did what they had to do. They got the win. Um, and as we've harped on and touched on about 100 times, it's only round one. So um, Essendon's got a few. If, they, if they're any good, they'll be 4-0 because you've got Gold Coast, St Kilda, GWS for your next four. Oh, there you go, yeah. So I don't – look, I think Gold Coast this week would be a really good game. I honestly reckon it's only a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll get a real taste of it. But, yeah, Hawthorne are in no man's land. Beautiful. As we said. Thanks for that quick summary. I thought you were going to go through play-by-play play of every goal and every Essendon thing that they did right. But, yeah, I don't have uh, much else to say except Darcy Parrish, 37 touches. He had the ball on the string, did he? Yeah, he did. I feel like Zach Merritt had a better game with less touches, though, yeah. um, if that does make sense. But both both of them are really good. Will, Will Setterfield, while you're on it as well, mm-hmm. new recruit from Carlton, Obviously, we need that in and under player. He had about 25 and he kicked a goal as well for his first game. And um, hopefully, he gets the opportunity now and can become a, not necessarily an A grade midfielder, but just a just a really solid mm. contributor to the team and see how it goes. Beautiful. We'll just take it week by week, mate. Exactly right. Jesus. All right, on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> as quick as possible. <laughs> Ross the boss. Yes, against his old club with his old club. Yeah. Could say, yeah, weird. Saints got the uh, the win over Freo, which I was yeah surprised about because we um like we said before, don't have much scoring power down there. They've got a hell of a lot of injuries, but um yeah they they got it done. It was shared around the goal kickers. Um Mason Wood, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago we said has to perform because they don't have many forwards. He kicked two with twenty touches as well. Yep. And um, then there was a few others. Um, who got touches? Luke Ryan, thirty seven. Yeah, he had heaps. Brennan Cox was really good yep, too. Yeah, had 30. Um, Crouch, 30. And then my boy Hayden Young had 30 as well. So, yeah, it's a good win by St Kilda. Um, I think they yeah need to bank a couple here without their superstar players. And then when they get them back, um, they should be able to, yeah, rise up the ladder, we think. <clears throat> um, what did you see of it? Tell you what, uh, I'm going to save it for the votes, actually, what I was about to say oh. then. Genuinely deserving of it. But... To have half your team out and win the way that they did, Freo had two, um, I think it was 50-meter penalties, which resulted in goals as well. And they only kicked, what, seven or seven or eight goals for the game? Who was that? How many goals did Freo kick? Seven, yeah. Yeah, sorry. seven goals for the game and two of them were from 50-meter penalties. So Saints were obviously <clears throat> awesome with half their list out. Jay Gresham is a really good mm-hmm. player. Like um, Cody says, there are a bunch of B graders, but I reckon he's a B plus player. He's really, <laughs> he's really good to watch. I guess it's still a B, but um, no, they've done really well there. The Saints. There was another player, Cam, Callum Wilkie, plays in defence yeah, of them. He was awesome on Fife. Um, yeah, Fife. Yeah, not did, looking. The, didn't like get he too much to. delivery though, which was pretty shit. My my Brownlow favourite, Andy Brayshaw, had a bit of a quieter game, which was a bit disappointing. But he's got twenty three rounds to figure it out, mate. So I'll get in his ear. 
But, yeah, interesting, like I said, bookend to it. Both games are a bit flat, low scoring either side. Um, Some excitement in the middle. But should we get into next week's games? You want to do the votes? Um, I'll straight into next week's games, I reckon, while we're rolling here. Far away. All right. And starts another Thursday night game. We love those Thursday. Oh, my God, this AFL out. Far out. Yeah, fine. Here we go. You you got it? I got it finally. Radio. Just smashing my screen. Thursday night, Carlton versus Geelong. The G. How do you see that one? Cracker. Yep. Taking the Blues. I thought they were disappointing last week. Richmond had like way more inside 50s. And you reckon Carlton should have won, but I reckon they were lucky to hold on. Um, I'm going to go with Carlton by four points in another close. Uh, I'm actually going to go Carlton as well. Um, I just think, yeah, the Cats are too old and too slow this year as well. (laughs) (laughs) I know baden Fallon will love that. But – yeah, I'd love to see another high-scoring game as well if um, Kurnow and Mackay can get on the scoreboard and Jeremy Cameron and uh, Tom Hawkins if he plays. But, um, yeah, I think Carlton will win that one. Far out. The next two games are absolute crackers. you got Brisbane and Melbourne on Friday night up at the Gabba. Who you Ooh, got? Jeez, I'll be watching the Dolphins play that night. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Melbourne. I think they're the uh, informed team after round one. But, yeah, they um, just looked too good the other night. Um, I'll have them. It's up there in, at Brisbane, but I'll still take Melbourne by three goals. Brisbane to bounce back for me. I think that there was, like I said, a bit of a blip last week, but I reckon they win by 15 points. Beautiful. Um, the next game on Saturday, 145, we have the Collingwood Magpies versus the Port Adelaide Magpies. Yes, Bear, power of the prison bar. Yeah, the prison bar. Whoever wins gets to keep it. Uh, Collingwood win that, 50 points. Genuine? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, fifty no, points. I like it. I'm being. Gen- I was being genuinely honest. <clears throat> yeah, um, I do think Collingwood wins it as well, but I reckon it'd be a bit closer. I reckon Collingwood by twelve points. Nice. Uh, you're wrong. Um, next one, Adelaide Richmond over in Adelaide. Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Richmond. I think they played really well last week without damaging the scoreboard, um, and I think that a uh, day game will open it up a bit. Looked a bit slippery last week, Carlton Richmond. So, Richmond for me by five goals. I disagree. I'm going for the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for Tigers. Um, they should get the job done over there. And moving on to Saturday night, Doggies versus St Kilda, which actually will be a cracker. There's some very close games, yeah. isn't there? Um, I'm going to go with Bulldogs. I think they've got to bounce back. St Kilda have lost a couple more after last week. Jeez. If if Bulldogs don't win this, they are. Fucked. Yep. It's, that's well the first F bomb I've said this year. Yep. Oh, it's this week on the podcast. That's genuine. They are fucked if they lose this. Yep. Yeah. Bulldogs win that one. Yep. Agreed. Freo North. Ooh, over there. Um, you know what? I'm going to go North. Jeez. Yep. They're, paying, they're paying over five bucks for those playing at home, too. So. Don't care. I reckon North. Love it. I'm going to go Freo by eight goals. Give me confidence. Yeah, I love it. Marination Station Sunday. Corey should be here saying this, but he's too hungover. Anyway, Sydney versus Hawthorne. Speaking of spankings, buddy cup. If Hawthorne, if Hawthorne get anywhere near to the Tom Mitchell Cup here, I'll be (laughs) absolutely shocked. I'm tipping Sydney by ninety-five points. Holy shit! I'm I'm being genuine there, like. And that's why I'm pretty calm on Essendon because Hawthorne were just deplorable last week. And I know they're rebuilding, but Sydney looked the goods. Hawthorne stunk the joint up. I'm getting fired up here. 95 points. Jeez, all right. Uh, I'll go Sydney as well. 
Um, I would say 40 points. Yeah. Safe as houses. That's where the handicap line is. Yep. Essendon, Gold Coast. Like I said, it should be a 50-50 game. I want to hear what you think first. Gold Coast, 95 points. <laughs> I love it. No, I think um, Essendon get this done as well. Um, the Suns, this is a game that Suns should be com- more competitive in. Um, they should almost win, but I just think Essendon, um, they'll take a lot from smoking Hawthorne, a bit of confidence, and, yeah, they'll beat them by three, four goals. Yeah, I agree. I reckon Essendon by about three goals. Yeah. Into the last game, which I can't believe this. I said to you boys earlier today, you got West Coast uh, admittedly over there against the Giants. Giants are paying $1.80. Uh, West Coast showed nothing last week. Maybe it's a bit of a bounce-back week and a bit of fight-back, mm. but uh, and the Giants could be tied after that 36-degree game. But I, the Giants, for me, I still think will win by five goals. Um, I might change it up and I might go West Coast. Ooh. Yeah, I think they uh, would have got uh, slammed this week by their coach. Um, and over there, I think Yo's coming back. Um, they need to win this game to keep them off the bottom of the ladder for the uh, rest of the year because if they lose these games against your Hawthorns, your Norths like they did, um, the Giants, they're just going to slip further and further behind everyone else. Well, I hope you didn't have your pen and paper out there because you're going to have to rub it out because Hicksie went one team, I went the other. Depends on who you want to follow this week. There's a few different tips there, so it would be interesting to see how they go. Actually, I'm going to listen back to this next week and see how we went. <laughs> Zero and nine. While we're on the tips, before we get to the votes, what have you got for us this weekend at the races? At the races? Um, yeah, sorry, you've sprung that on me relatively quickly. Uh, the Kia Tankard or the Cody Tankard stakes <laughs> over at Rose Hill. Um, Gold Trip is uh, running there, uh, obviously won the Melbourne Cup, and uh, Vow and Declare is also a Melbourne Cup winner there in 2019. So, but the, the race I was looking at was, uh, which one was that? Oh, the Australian Cup. Um, I'll just get it up now. Hicks yeah, so shit tips. Cascadian uh, is obviously the favourite there at $4 and the rest are over $7. Um, and I had, where is it gone? Oh, no. Oh, no. I had Luna Flair there, actually, a black book, so that must have won. But I'm not going to go Luna Flair. It's right you are. Um it's a Kieran Ma horse. Uh, it's going for five wins in a row. It's paying seven fifty. So uh, that's uh, race seven, Australian Cup number nine. Right, you are. There it is. Lock it in, everyone. Hicksy's going to put twenty dollars on it for everyone that buys a t-shirt next week. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, it's time for the votes now. Um, I'll let you do the MVPs this week. I'll do the frauds, and I'll start with the faithful. So the SC faithful have come in one for vote to the Storm, which we talked about. They've had a struggling start to the year. Two, the uh, for the MCG food. I might let you talk about the MCG food and drinks uh, situation. Yeah, I went down Friday night. Um, we got there probably half an hour before the first bounce and thought, you know, love a meat pie, some chips, freaking $15 beer. Um, we went to line up some food, got to the front. There was no pies. I'm like, what's going on? Like there's – Gonna be a bump crowd. All you're stocked up on pies. They're like, oh yeah, they're just they're just cooking them downstairs. They'll be forty minutes. Yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> no worries. Sorry. We'll go get a beer in the meantime. Went to get a beer. The line was as long as the Flemington Strait. We lined up. We, we got to the halfway. And we're like, nah, stuff this. Walk past. There's only two people serving. Like, uh, sorry, where you pay? Normally, there's six out at the front. They're all filled. But there was only two, so the line was that slow. So yeah, we just. Had to go back up there and starve and then come back down in the first quarter. But surely you knew there was going to be 90,000. You'd load up. 
yep. on people, food and everything. But, yeah, it was a bit shit house. No, well done. That's the SC faithful vote. You've spoken for him. I absolutely love it. Um, and three votes is three votes has gone to Buddy Franklin. We got a fair few votes in for him. I presume it's for his bump. Um, yeah, there you go. Wasn't sure. Was it on Sam Taylor? Not Sam Taylor. That's from GWS. It was from Sam Collins. Yeah, Sam Collins with Big Dirty uh, Mo. Gold Coast. So there's the three votes there. Um, and our votes for the fraud, uh, one to the Cowboys. That's uh, probably a bit of a personal one for me. <laughs> bit of a terrible start. Two votes goes to Hawthorne. They were pretty average. Yep. Well, well said. And three votes goes to Caroline Wilson. Okay. Like, I, she says a lot of things, and <laughs> she does say a lot. I've got, of I've got, I've got a lot of things I was going to get off my chest, but it's been a long episode. Everyone's probably sick of it, but she sucks. She just, she goes on rants and tries to cause issues that aren't there. It's just gutter journalism. Um, there you go. Oh, anyway, hopefully Channel Nine's got a job for me. All right, let's get into the MVP now, Hixie. All right, here we go. The MVPs. Uh, we go with the faithful. Uh, one vote they've gone for the Dolphins. Nice. Of course, they've uh, three wins in a row now, is it? Yep. yep. Longest streak in club history. Uh, two votes they've gone for Embiid. Yep, he's dominating. He's now the current favourite MVP. That changes so quickly. Wasn't Joker like? Yeah, he was like a dollar thirty, And I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, I don't understand how it works. I still think Joker will win it, so... There's a bit of value for you. Jeez, a lot of money being thrown around here. And uh, the faithful have gone north for three votes. Nice. Uh, which is good to get a win there for them. Um, our votes for the MVP. We've also gone the Dolphins with the one vote. Fin up. Second, uh, two votes, I should say, north as well. Yep. So Ooh. north, they're climbing. They could get a few here. they probably get a few frauds as well. <laughs> and three votes for the MVP, Corker, Corey, for his win in the A-grade um, Hazen Shield. Uh, we'll have to get him on the pod next week or the week after when he sobers up to uh, run us through how he went get on sub- and off field. Get some subtitles on for him. But I hate. Uh, I would have hate to be a vape that weekend. Yeah. Now, nah, well done, Corker. We give you a bit of shit on the show, mate, but got the chockies again. Uh, he's a loyal man at Katandra and can't wait to give him a few more fraud awards when footy season comes around. <laughs> but uh, anything else from you, mate, heading into this week? Any hot takes? Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, no, nothing really, but... Um, if my tip gets up this week, I am a god. Yes, you will be. I'll agree <laughs> with that. And if Essendon is still top of the ladder next week, I might do the show naked. <laughs> I'm so. not coming in then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. See ya.